for you know, is... engineering your lifeguard stand is an important business. You have got to figure your angles just right. Of course, I won't always be fixing things around here. One day, I will be a full-fledged counselor. I have learned all the steps in the path of the brave. I have memorized the handbook. And I learned to kick a key sign language. If only they'd give a fella a chance. Teeth turn green. Yep. Comet is made of gasoline. That's right. Comet, comet. will make, make you vomit. vomit. So vomit and vomit today. Is that from Ernest? No, well, they're gonna whistle that. Oh, okay. Um, that's just it's a- like an at camp type of thing people sing while they're marching. Is there a Camp Granada reference in this movie? <laughs> I don't know. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Refund Theater. Hello, uh, mother. Know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is a very special episode you guys got here. If you listened to our last episode, the uh, quote-unquote Blade Runner episode, hmm. uh, you might have realized that it was actually about Ernest Goes to Jail, a uh, little inside joke we had going on that we were having a good time with. Um but uh, at the end of that episode, we decided we would talk about Ernest Goes to Camp. Presenting the one, the only, the original, Ernest P. Worrell in his first motion picture. Ernest Goes to Camp, rated PG. Start Friday at a theater near you. Check your local newspaper. This is Jacob, by the way. <laughs> and uh, my brother Andrew, who's usually in California, is here with me in Arkansas. Don't worry, everybody's being safe. Yeah. But uh, Everybody but us. <laughs> we were going to do Ernest Goes to Camp, but then we found out that Ernest Goes to Camp is not streaming anywhere. It's not on fucking any... That's the weird thing. Like, you guys, this in the last episode we did, we, we with, the, with, the, with the bamboozling, yeah. we... Like everybody's like, no, Ernest Goes to Camp is like the definitive Ernest movie. It's like yeah. the Black Album, <laughs> like the Black Album of Ernest movies. Uh, but uh, it's the only one that's not available on anything. Can't find it anywhere. And it, you know, I'd say it's because it's a Touchstone movie, but I think the first four were. Um, so I'm not sure. But yeah, so I have a DVD of this. So Andrew and I decided. Uh, since he's never seen it and I haven't seen it in a long time, we'll go ahead and do Ernest Goes to Camp together without the guys and, uh, you know, hope we can get a good podcast out of it. Um, hope to God, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you right away. I saw this in the theater when I was however old when it came out. I'll look it up. Probably like five or six years old, something like that. Uh, I loved this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, I rented it multiple times. This movie, and that was before Ernest movies were a thing. This was the first Ernest movie, so 
this was just a movie that came out of nowhere called Ernest Goes to Really? Camp. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even think about that aspect of this. Yeah. So like, we didn't. I didn't know anything about Ernest. Uh, he was. He was on some commercials for like a furniture store or something in Nashville. That's how he became famous. And uh, after that, he kind of... I don't know if he got his TV show first, but I think he got this movie first. And then he got the TV show. But uh, but yeah, man. The character of Ernest uh, lives on <laughs> through I, all of his movies. I just remember you vaguely referencing him throughout my childhood. Like you and, and Amy, my, our sister. Like, yeah. I My first foray into Ernest was watching Ernest Goes to Jail focusing mostly on the fact that I have to pretend this movie is Blade Runner <laughs> uh, so like I was able to absorb Ernest Goes to Jail but through the, the through the lens of okay that guy right there I have to call Blade Runner <laughs> and oh, so today you're free of that you can just enjoy Ernest sure like I'm I'm you know I've, uh, we, we've drank a little bit and I I worry about taking notes for oh, this. Don't worry about that. I take. I'm going to. I, I can't. <laughs> I, I, I take notes for every podcast, but like. Good, good. I, earnest notes are always funny. It's basically what it's going to be like. A lot of the Simpsons episodes we do. <clears throat> My notes for I, what I've learned in, in Goes to Jail is you just write the gags down. I'm sure there's funny gags in this. Like I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a sucker for slapstick. I grew up on some good turtle <clears throat> stuff. I grew up on the Three Stooges, Abbott Costello, Red Skelton, all the fucking slapstick stuff. So. I'm sure there's going to be some something in this that makes me laugh like crazy. You guys all endorsed it the most. Um, <laughs> yeah, jail. Pretty universally, right? Well, jail. Jail's my favorite, but it's because it has the two Ernest and it because Ernest had superpowers. But I haven't actually watched this movie as an adult. I don't think I've owned it for years, but I haven't. I haven't. Like it, it's one of those movies like. As a kid, you watched it so many times, you just wanted to own it, but I've never actually, like, I don't think I've turned it on. This might be the first time this DVD's getting played. What was with the camp uh, fixation of this of era? the 80s, man, yeah. There's, uh, God, Meatballs, Friday the 13th, Sleepaway Camp, Ernest Goes to Camp. Heavyweights. Uh, heavyweights, dude. Like, yeah, uh, I guess summer camp was... Was it a big thing? Did you know of summer camp when you were growing no, up? Like, did it, it happen? It didn't but there was one in my area, and I didn't know about it. I already lived in the woods, so I didn't need to go do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's be honest. Your parents, your parents sent you to fat camp. <laughs> um, I would have wanted to go to summer camp. I think I feel like it would have been fun. There was it a, looks like fun. There's a thing in uh, sixth grade where I go because I, I where I live in people don't know where I live are where the big trees are, the giant sequoias, mm-hmm. the biggest trees in the world. And there's a forest, uh, like there's an area called Sicon, where um, not affiliated with Bimon Sci-Fi-Con from The Simpsons. Okay. Just if anybody was wondering. You no, know. I wasn't. Uh, okay. Um, so, sorry. So Sicon was like this. It's this like little camp area that sixth grade. You go at sixth grade uh, every year. Uh, there's just kids getting pumped over. Oh. Fuck yeah, dude! It was it was a party, man. Um, this doesn't I, sound very legit. I almost got sent home for I threw a rock at a salamander. A fish? No, oh, it's, a, oh, it's a, lizard. a lizard. Lizard. It's a little, little okay. orange yeah. lizard. Yeah. How oh, the beer's already kicking in. Well, I feel like a, I, I knew I'd, what a salamander was. I'd rather throw a rock at a fish than a salamander than, <laughs> than a lizard. Like, why'd you throw a rock at a lizard? I didn't even throw it at it. Like I threw it near it to like to see if it would move. To be cool, yeah. Because they always just sit there so still. It's like they're dead. 
Well, they're like, oh, there's no way he fucking sees me. Yeah, like this, man. Totally you're an orange like, lizard on the ground. Incognito. Yeah, so I threw it in, like, mist on purpose by, like, a foot or whatever. And then uh, I got, like, they give you strikes. Oh. And they, they gave me a strike, but they considered sending me home. Uh, I had a friend whose counselor gave him, like, amphetamine, like, diet pills. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he got sent home, like, shamed his family and shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, so it's kind of a summer camp. Ernest goes to camp. Yeah, yeah man. That's, the, that's the thing with some, like. So I don't understand. There was this big fixation with camps, but I feel like camps weren't that widely spread. If you were out there and you went to camp, when yeah, you were, right into us yeah, on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram wow. or YouTube or any of the things we're on, uh, get on Patreon. We're about to do Camp Krusty. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and uh, hit us with the DM on anything, and we'll. I, I, I this isn't even just a like promo find, but I, I want to know if you went to camp and yeah. how that experience went, uh, and if curious. it was like in the movies because it's like the movies portray a very specific, like raunchy good time with camp most of the time. Mm-hmm. Ernest here, this is a very innocent movie. This is a very innocent good time, but it's very this is very PG rated. But uh, that's what we love about Ernest. He keeps it clean. Even though he was a dirty smoker. <laughs> he was a dirty smoker. Oh, dude, no, I want to party with Jim Varney. He never wanted to be photographed or uh, seen smoking. He would always hide. But he loved cigarettes, and he would hide to go smoke cigarettes because he didn't want any kids to see him smoking. Like, uh, Well, we pointed out, he said cigarettes will kill you, and Ernest goes to jail. Oh, yeah, lung cancer killed him. Yeah. But, yeah, we're going to watch Ernest Goes to Camp, guys. Yay. and uh we're gonna have a great time yeah, and we'll awesome. be back in a few minutes and uh check out this trailer never mind <laughs> imagine me and you and you and me I got the song wrong at the beginning it is uh, happy together by the turtles and not the comet will make you vomit song that's terrible. All right. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so we are back. We just watched Ernest P. Worrell in his debut feature film, Ernest Goes to Camp. And uh, <laughs> laughs were had, uh, but I do have some stuff to say. Uh, Andrew. Yeah. This is your second Ernest movie you've ever seen. You've seen Ernest Goes to Jail, and now you've seen Ernest Goes to Camp. I noticed you laughing a lot throughout this movie. Would, would we be fair to say that you are a, a thumbs up on Ernest P. Worrell as a character? Yeah, I mean, like, like we talked about it during the movie. Like, they didn't write fucking fantastic movies around Ernest P. Worrell, <laughs> and I don't know if it's possible to write a good movie around Ernest P. Worrell. But we were talking about how like this movie is like. A, <laughs> Bless you. A bunch of a bunch of uh, like horseshit storyline <laughs> about, about people we don't care about and in situations in which we don't care about. Yeah. And then Ernest shows up on the screen. You're like, all right, what hijinks? He's, <laughs> he's, he's usually he's, hurting himself. Yeah, he's like doing the dishes or he's, or he's <laughs> trying to like uh, change a tire or so doing some normal mundane thing. <laughs> but you know it's going to go horribly wrong. <laughs> I want to get to the essence of why. I find this character so charming, and everybody did. Yeah. And and because I, I mean, really, like, I I think ultimately Jim Varney, you can. This guy has charisma all over him. Oh yeah. And 
even in the sketches where I'm like, this is kind of dumb. Because there was like a sketch where he, and this one where he, uh, he had like a barbecue pit going on <laughs> and it was hooked to a generator, yeah. which was hooked to like a, uh, some kind of a water filtration system. It looks like was it was a, bringing like sauce right, to the meat. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was bringing the sauce to the meat. And so, yeah, it was like a conveyor belt system. And he had a uh, piece of uh, the conveyor belt attached to his foot. So it's just could, a strap, it looked yeah, like. Yeah, so he could, like, just, I guess, put a brake on it and cook the meat a little longer or whatever. And it was it was a really dumb bit because yeah. basically his his strap gets wrapped around the conveyor belt and it, it pulls him into the fire and his legs catch on fire and he goes and puts him out in the fucking lake. And it's so dumb. <laughs> but... He sells it, especially the moments where, like, he's about to get it, and then it stops, and he's, like, immediately, like, (laughs) he's, like, immediately cocky. He's always got, like, a... That's the thing about Ernest. He believes in himself. That's... No matter how dumb he is, no matter how much stupid shit he gets into, he thinks Ernest P. World is the bee's knees, and he's always like talking about how much of an expert he is on stuff and how many years experience he has and stuff. And uh I feel I feel like he's the best parts of Joe Dirt and Urkel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what, honestly, those two together, that's exactly what Ernest is. Yeah. You're, you're the, right, you're in right. In the pit of them they both have a goodness yeah. that is that that you really enjoy. Like if Joe Dirt was a was an like he did some bad shit, but if he was an overall bad guy, like a horrible person, we if he didn't have the you know, uh, uh, don't Just, let it know in your heart and life's a garden, dig it and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, that lovable quality. Yeah, Ernest means well. He loves everybody. He doesn't have a fucking enemy. Ernest doesn't have any enemies. Yeah, but he's and he's also did I do that before? Did I do that? <laughs> Absolutely. I saw a lot of. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. This okay. This was made, or this was put out in the summer of 1987. I was six years old when I saw this movie. Yeah. And I remember, this is one of those where while we were watching it, I remember my perspective when I was a kid. Um, My perspective was I wanted to relate to all the kids, of course, Mm -hmm. because you're a kid, but also that I could relate to Ernest as an adult I could trust. You know what I'm saying? Because there are shitty asshole adults in this movie yeah. and Ernest is the one that's more like a kid Yeah, and I, I guess that's why he appealed to kids because uh, he's he's an adult but he didn't give over to the you know the money or the or the greed or the you know day job or whatever like he he's still doing what he wants and I guess as when you're a kid who knows that you're going to grow up at some point this is what you want to turn into you don't want to turn into the bad guy in this movie that's all about the money and you know but and then I see it now <laughs> and I see it in a completely different way yeah cause, cause the, I see the businessman you know he's just trying to do his job and I used to think that guy was the most evil that guy was fucking Skeletor to me I was just like oh he's evil he wants to tear down Camp Kikiki yeah. but you know honestly these days the way I feel about like landlines and such and you know traditions and, and everything like that. I'm just like, you know what? If you can get an important mineral out of there, you know, fuck that camp. They can they can put a camp somewhere else. <laughs> you know, like it's just fuck a camp. camp. It's literally a, camp. it's some buildings 
on a on a mowed piece of land. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a lot of wildlife to to go to, and you, you guys can meet in a convention center or some shit. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 there, there was. We can say that there was definite utility to things like camps and like Boy Scouts and shit. Yeah, I, I I'm uncomfortable, and we'll get to this uh, quite a bit a little bit later. But Uh-oh. I'm uncomfortable with the fact that every goddamn camp has to has to be like, oh, and then there's these magic Native Americans. That are, <laughs> that they don't know shit about plastic, but they goddamn it, they they can talk to the trees. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that that stuff is is uh, that was in every that was even in Psycon the thing I talked about in the intro like. Still don't know what you're talking about there. Yeah, but it was just it was just a stupid camp thing that we went to in sixth grade. And okay, yeah. Any, yeah. Anything you go into the woods with adults who teach you how to tie knots and fucking do arts and crafts and call it Native American shit is uh, it's all about like you know the Native American spirituality, even though they it, give you like this it's like bullshit white, whitewashing of Native Americans. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and it's and it's like it's like giving you a crash course in a religion. But, yeah, but yeah. since they don't understand anyway, it's it's horseshit. And like uh, th- this this movie, it, it was rampant. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, rampant. this this movie had rampant whitewashing of Native American history. Uh, we there are two prominent Native American characters in this film, uh, which is the uh, old man grandpa dude that owns the camp. Yeah, and uh, it was you know his ancestors' land. And his granddaughter, I think. I don't um, know, man. Yeah, his daughter, granddaughter. Yeah, and uh, she's the uh, local school nurse type of person at the camp. The camp nurse, I guess you call her. Yeah. And uh, both of these people are played by people that are not Native American. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, I noticed. I noticed that uh, the old dude had fake hair. I could tell that. I was like, man, that's definitely a wig. But Andrew did a little bit of deep diving, and this guy's Italian. Uh, well, I thought he looked like Mel Brooks. Like, yeah, he did kind of look like Mel the Brooks. The first thing I was yeah. like, the uh, the first the thing that set it off is, are we? Sh- I said, are we sure that guy's not Mel Brooks? <laughs> and then uh, I looked it up because I, I I said I'm gonna guess that fucking guy is not Native American. <laughs> you were right. And uh, I looked it up, and yeah, he's an Italian American guy who played Native Americans in movies. Wow. So this is the second guy like this that we've that we've encountered with the, the guy who was in uh, uh, the other shit Peel movie fucking Firewalker <laughs> is that what that movie was called well and you know what and he was in Predator 2 it's the same guy really and he's not Native American well you you kind of made me think of something I never thought about yeah because I was like you know you told me that and we're watching it and I'm like why didn't they just get a Native American to play this part yeah and basically you said, you know, like, what Native American would like to sell their fucking heritage out for this white person movie, you know? Yeah. That's this, uh, not making any Native American money. You when, know, when they're, like, they're just a magical, mystical being that is there to, like, to to support the, the, the whites, the journey of the whites. <laughs> I see that, too, because, like, if you were an adult in the 80s, you could definitely look at it as that, but... 
I was a kid in the 80s, so I felt hook, line, and sinker for the... Well, even you know, in the adults in the 80s didn't see it that way just because that perspective wasn't out there, you know? And I, I well, don't that's, really that's blame true. them that much because they didn't just... It, it's easy to not see that. Like, even back then, it wasn't known, like, full knowledge that, like, Thanksgiving is a bullshit holiday that's based on a massacre. Well, it wasn't known know, by kids. Or, well, and, like... Well, but the parents didn't know it either. Those kids turned into parents... Yeah, my dad over always, the my over dad the generations, you know, my, my dad always brings up the cherry tree thing with George Washington. That's, oh, really? That's his big sticking point. He's like, when we, whenever you talk about the history books, and you're like, yeah, they, they tell us that George Washington cut down a cherry tree and told told him and fessed up to it with his parents. You know that didn't happen. And I'm like, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing that you're angry about. You that you were told a little bit differently from reality. Well, yeah. see, that's that's like so much like. I didn't know when I was a kid that they're teaching me lies, and that's that's a weird thing about this country and even movies from back in this time. You know, there was there was a there was a narrative that they were following, and now something like this, you know, it don't play so well. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, uh, well, even even we were talking today. You were asking me if there's any Native Americans around where we live, and um, there there is a reservation in Oklahoma across the border a little ways. And uh, but honestly, like somebody said something. I don't even remember who it was, but they were like, "When's the last time you saw a Native American?" Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, except for if you go to like one of these casinos or something like that. But like, when's the last time you see saw a Native American out in you know public? And you really don't. They kind of stick to the reservations. And I appreciate that about them because they kind of don't want to. They still don't want to get in the, like you said. They don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to get in the white man's land. You know. Uh, yeah. Well, that that goes that goes really deep. Like that, that's, that's that's we really fucked them. That's a lot of levels of uh, of issues uh, there. That, that it's 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 more than like um, simply we took their. You know, it's we, we killed them. Well, we seg- we we intentionally segregated them from us and and basically paid them to to, to <laughs> be quiet about things and stuff. And it's, yeah. it's 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 a really long history and like. So when when Ernest goes to camp comes out, it's like <laughs> that shouldn't be our big beef, you know. It's, it's 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 a thing like it's like a it's a thing where it's like wow, you know what I mean? Where you you see it and you're like, uh, wow, that is that is kind of how we saw things. Like I I used to love the Indian in the cupboard and shit like yeah. that. Like, and uh, like this movie meant well. It's not like they were. They were like, oh, they're trying to put a good message across. Yeah, you know, they're trying to put a message across that you shouldn't mess with these people's land, and that you should, you know, you, you should. The greedy people shouldn't get what they want. Uh, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. It's, it's a little bit of whitewashing with the, you know, well, it's not whitewashing really. I mean, like, because like a, an, a, 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 a Hispanic woman played the other Native American characters, so I wouldn't call it totally whitewashing, but. Man, just look at us. We watched our own schools to camp, and we're just talking about the political side of everything. Well, I, we, <laughs> I, I'm glad we did it early because there, there. I mean, you can just talk about that, and it's and it's a whole, and it could be a whole podcast. Not particularly one I'd want to listen to, but <laughs> you could just you could just talk about that. There's a lot of that in here, but anyway, get it out of the way, and then we can talk about him getting fucking hit in the face with one of those uh, those trays. <laughs> This is, okay, we'll we'll just set it up real quick. This this plot's very easy. 
Ernest is like the handyman. So at, there's Ernest, and then he goes to camp at right? a camp. <laughs> uh, kids show up, and they're going to camp. Ernest is in charge of going and picking up some uh, troubled youths that are, you know, there's like seven of them. They're like bad kids from some juvie hall or something like that. And uh, he goes and picks them up, and he's kind of in charge of, you know, making sure these kids stay out of trouble. And these kids are terrible to Ernest. They can't stand him. You know, they're they're constantly, like, hurting him. And <laughs> what Andrew's talking about here is there's a... There's a scene where they get in a fight in the lunchroom with uh, some uh, yuppie kids. And uh, Ernest goes to break it up, and they basically start beating Ernest up. And they hit him in the face with a lunch tray. And it it shapes to his... Like, they hit him in the face so hard that it shapes to not only his face, but his cap as well. It looked like fucking Han Solo. uh, (laughs) The Carbonite. The Carbonite. (laughs) But, yeah... There's yeah. also a Jason Voorhees kill this looked a lot like from part six. Well, there you go. I haven't seen that, but he, he got hit in the face with with his tray, and like you said, <laughs> his hat even indents it. Like, you have any idea how hard he would have had to hit <laughs> that fucking tray for his hat to dude, it was Well, perfect. for the hat not to fly off. For it to actually, it it was go- the hat was going so fast <laughs> that it hit the tray and and indented the tray itself. That was a so once they realize they've got him stuck on this tray, yeah. uh, they hit him again to get him off the tray. Yeah, was I, in the face with something? I can't remember. It was another it was. tray. Was it another? Yeah, tray? yeah. Right. And he just magically like he pops out, he pops off. He hits this coke machine. And he He's falls got down. a fun, of course. Hold on, you gotta wait. He's got a really funny look on his face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, fantastic. He backs into the Coke machine like bong. And he's got an earnest look on his face. All these, the faces and the sounds he makes in this movie made us die laughing (laughs) multiple times. Yeah. Just because after uh, he hits the Coke machine, he hits the ground. He falls forward. And then the Coke machine falls on him. And all of this, uh, I will give this movie credit, Uh, many of its gags that happen to Ernest take place off camera. And your imagination does the work. Yeah. The Coke machine crushes him, and you see all these kids reacting, basically. And then you see, you just hear Ernest go... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's such a defeat. Like, <laughs> like the life really was leaving funny. his body. And <laughs> 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 uh, there's just so many gags in this movie where... Just uh, this motherfucker. He's just having like the worst time, and then he just makes a. Yeah. <laughs> <sound>. <laughs> At one point, he meant he, he he means to say memorize, but he says memorize. He You're does. I noticed that. That was <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, he he put up a window and he smashed on him. He's scared of. They came <laughs> off the fucking hinges and landed on him. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally it's just like, that, well one thing I noticed you notice pretty early in this movie that this is the first Ernest movie. Like you notice that he's like he's like getting Ernest's legs throughout like and then like yes. once once I don't know how far in Goes to Jail was, but I feel like in Goes to Jail just, Goes to Jail I think it was this was it the second one? Or maybe Saves Christmas was the second one. Well I just I'd have like, to look. I just feel like in Goes to Jail he he was a little bit more of a polished like he knew what Ernest was. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, they still had... Well, he also like, had his TV show. Uh okay. Vern, It's Ernest. Uh, and uh, that show was like Pee-wee's Playhouse, but it was, it was him. 
And uh, that's actually I noticed in this movie, uh, Terry, the the funny guy, the 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 bigger dude of of Terry and uh, Bobby, you know the the cop from the last one, the cops from the last one. Okay, Terry's in this movie, but he and is that's, he's that's a the cook. Jonathan Winters guy, right? Yeah, and the dudes with the dude that's with him is not Bobby. It's it's a guy named Eddie. The dude that's with and, him is literally only funny because he's ugly. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's not really there to be funny. He's, he's, he's there ugly. to be a foil for Bobby, really. He's there to be ugly. He's, and, uh, he's, he's there because he's a not goofy, Bobby Terry. He's a goofy looking bastard. <laughs> he really That's is. The only reason he's <laughs> um, but anyway, like his whole deal, Terry's whole deal in this movie is he's a cook uh, for the camp, and he's constantly trying to perfect a recipe for eggzaroni, and he's he's constantly coming up with inventions and recipes. To make eggzaroni better, and when he finally does think he has eggzaroni right, he uh, tries to force it on other people to try. He won't eat it himself. Uh, so I feel like that's that, not what it was called. I feel like it was called eggs of something. No, it's eggzaroni. No, bro. Or eggzaroneous. It might be eggzaroneous. That's what it was. Yeah. I think. So uh, <laughs> anyway, that's just the whole gag with that. There's a, there's couple of times where he like is about to throw a lobster into a pot or something like that and he talks for the lobster he's like no no don't put me in there he's like yeah you're gonna go in there ah. <laughs> i gotta admit i didn't give a shit about these guys like well I fucking once like, again if Ernest isn't on the screen in this movie it's not a good movie yeah the, well the, those guys yeah those guys fell a little flat for me uh the, I, kid, I thought, the kids I, fell flat no, the kids were dorks like that's yeah. the, that was the funny thing and I that might you said when you were younger you loved these kids so like I bet I would have too I bet I bet it's a it's an age thing like I'm well I'm, I'm gonna be thirty as shit in fucking nine days <laughs> and Happy but, birthday. thank you yeah but uh, the kids I hated the kids in this well movie. I mean these are shitty kids except for Moose there's this little black kid named Moose and he is the shit and you you just love him. But you're and supposed to root for these kids, and they suck. They have no redeeming qualities. I don't know if we're supposed to root for these kids. They're on Ernest's side. Well, at the end, they are. They they, yeah, they come Ernest, around. Yeah, that's true. But they're complete assholes until the end of the movie. Uh, they're never nice to Ernest. And they're they even nice give him, like, poison ivy as a gift. Yeah. And, like, that's fucked up. <laughs> like really that's, fucked up. I mean, he's, like, they're standing there handing him, like, he, he got... Bitten by a bunch of fire ants, which God knows I know how that feels. Jesus Christ, look at my ankle right now. You guys should see. You guys should. Uh, well, Jacob. Uh, Jacob's probably not going to show you guys, but uh, Jacob got attacked by some Arkansas monsters. I. That's some real it's, shit. It's not something I'm familiar with. I don't see. I've never seen anything like what <laughs> Jacob has on his ankle. It the. The sh- the bites per square inch yeah. on his ankle, all the way around his ankle, is something I've never seen before. I don't even know. I to to be honest, I like think less of Jacob that he let himself be bit that many times <laughs> by anything. Like how how could you get bit that many times? Like you you, it, I don't know. I don't you know. get bit like three or four times. That sucks. That's a lot of times. But like. You get bit. I'm looking at your. I, I I don't see all the way around your ankle. I see one side of your ankle. I'm looking at 25 bites <laughs> at least. <laughs> so like so Jacob can't feel his skin apparently. So I guess um, yeah, might be like too high on beer all the time. Beer, 
Um, I guess it happened at work. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, Ernest gets into a bunch of fire ants while he's eating a peanut, yeah, he said a peanut butter something. on white bread sandwich, which is one of his, what what was it? He, he one of my finest outdoor like, meals yeah, or something, something like that. Right just, just He's constantly like, well, I am Ernest, the greatest at whatever I'm doing yeah, right now. Yeah, everything and, he says is a speech. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, I fucked up. But uh, anyway, he, he gets eaten by some fire ants. The kids go and visit him and bring him a plant, and it's poison ivy. And he's just smelling all over. He's putting it in his face. It's awful. Well, I, there, there's one point where... So, Ernest never wins. That's the thing, no, right? No, no. He, he, like, until the end. Well, I mean... He loses Ernest, the whole movie until he, the He end. wins on accident, usually. Yeah. The, he, uh, there's, there's, an, there's a point <laughs> where the kids are playing poker. Yeah. And Ernest shows up and... Uh, <laughs> Wait, hold on. Yeah. Right before <laughs> this poker, <laughs> we see Ernest. He's in the woods at night. Sitting at a picnic table. <laughs> I forgot. That's a, I forgot that's right before this. He's, he's, he's got a kerosene lamp with some kind of pump on it. I guess it pumps kerosene. It's, and weird, he, it's kind of a weird looking lamp. Yeah, yeah. He like pumps it up a whole bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that's the thing about Ernest. These little tiny details. Oh, yeah. This, Ernest, this sets up the funniest recurring <laughs> gag in the movie. Ernest goes to light a match to light this kerosene and like when he lights the match he like goes cross-eyed looking at the flame and he goes slack-jawed and just kind of stares at it like a caveman that's seeing fire for the first time and then as soon as it goes out he snaps out of it and lights another match and and yeah, goes ahead and lights, lights the lantern and the lantern takes off like a bottle rocket which is you know I was telling Andrew, I was like, when I was six years old, I I knew about lanterns and stuff. And I was like, well, maybe those are some kind of, maybe he's doing something I didn't know about or something like that. Yeah, there's like and, a special lantern. Yeah, like, maybe. You light it like this, it shoots off like a bottle rocket. Yeah, no, no physical reason this should ever happen to a lantern. But anyway, the lantern takes off like a bottle rocket. It comes back down. And then it's smoking, and he picks it up like he's done something bad, and he needs to take it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he's running through the woods, and he comes across the kids playing poker, and he just sets that lantern down <laughs> and then starts playing poker with the kids. The lantern is never mentioned again. Yeah. Until the end, when they use more lanterns against the bad guys, and they all shoot off like baller rockets. Oh, so um, that's what sets that's that all it up. was setting oh, I up. Really, that sets up the end. They, they yeah, but, they reuse the bottle rocket gag. Like if you you're thinking like, really, they tried to play off a single lantern flying off in the air after being lit in a very like almost completely conventional way. Yeah, and it was a it was the weirdest little scene because it yeah. was just like, you know, they could have just had Ernest walk up on them playing poker. Hey guys! But instead, they're like, "Let's spend a couple minutes on this fucking yeah. lantern gag." And then later in the movie, when Ernest is about to light something else on fire, he lights a match yeah. and he goes cross-eyed again. And then he's so mesmerized by fire, <laughs> like he sees it, 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 it completely like hypnotizes him, and he looks like <laughs> my favorite thing about the expression he makes is it like it looks like he's delighted to be mesmerized by the fire yes. like it, it it he loves he loves that he gets stuck in the fire <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Ernest is a simple creature. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I for, for whatever reason, a lot of jokes like that, and I have no reason to think this, but I always go, uh, Jim Barney came up with that. Oh, he probably did. It seems like yeah. it seems like a lot of the like the little minutia, Ernest jokes, uh, or like little like the little the little uh, ticks that he has, or little little uh, moments like that. I feel for whatever reason, even from the beginning, I'm like, that's that's just that guy. But I, I like I said, I if have no reason could, to believe that. So if you could look it up, um, the director of this movie and the other three Ernest movies that we love. Um, Maybe even more after that. I think the same guy directed every Ernest movie. <laughs> um, but I don't remember the guy's name right now. Sorry. But I think that was his writing partner. And, like, they they uh, would just come up with shit, like, for Ernest. Like, this was all for Ernest. Everything they did was to build the Ernest brand. And it really fucking worked, man. Uh, these movies... I, I can't look right now, but, like, I don't know how much they made, but, like, this movie made enough money to spawn, like, ten sequels. This movie had a $3 million budget, and its box office was $23.5 million. Well, there you go. That's a huge return, man. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I'm sure it got even better after, like, Ernest Saves Christmas was huge. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Jail was pretty big. I, I think Stupid was when it kind of started going off the rails. And then... After that, it was all direct-to-video every couple years, and I didn't watch any of those because I, I went through puberty, and I was I was done with Ernest and ready for the girls. <laughs> but uh, You give I, Ernest back and then you take... I'm glad over the years, you know, because, you know, you're a teenager, you go through shit, but I'm glad over the years I can now go back and appreciate Ernest again because, like, I'm going to say this. I know the guy said this is the best Ernest movie, and I disagree. Um, this movie's great for the first 45 minutes or so. And then once the actual threat of the land developing and everything like that becomes, uh, like, you know, a, a serious plot point, it gets a little boring because there's not enough Ernest gags happening because they're, they're, they're trying to move the plot along. It's the frequency uh, of the Ernest gags that holds these movies up. It really is. And and see, that's why I love Ernest Goes to Jail, because there's a fucking gag a minute in that movie. See, but you heard my my review of Ernest Goes to Jail was exactly what you just said. Like, You're right. The first 30 to 45 minutes of this movie is fucking fantastic, and then they start having to work on the story, and it falls off a cliff. So that's how is this how you felt about this one, too? Yeah, like... I didn't care about, like I told you, I didn't care about the chef guys. Yeah. I didn't care about the land developers. I hated the kids. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the rival team kids did, were stupid because, so there was a, so there were these these outcast kids that Ernest is hanging out with. Yeah. Are, are they, they, they're like, they're like transplants into this camp that was already established with all these like hoity-toity yeah. camp guys. And these guys think like, they're like the, the the good kids, and they they like they bully the uh, yeah the 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 bad kids the bad kids, which is funny because it's like troubled kids. We'll call them troubled. Yeah, but it's like the 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 one reason that that that, that these guys over here are the rival of our hero asshole kids is that they behave. Is that what it is? That they're not assholes? That they... Yeah, but they're assholes to the assholes. That's the thing. So it's like, why? They're simpatico. Like, they're they're both the bad kids. Yeah. So, like, what? 
These these kids, our kids, just got caught. Is that what it is? Well, it's even it's even back to like the villains of this movie. Like, what they do to the guys. Okay, like the the construction people that want to destroy the camp to get yeah. whatever they're fucking. What was the patron patron patricide 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 a made up thing they shouldn't have uh, called it that, that i know i looked like it, i tried to look it up and it got nothing but patricide which is like murder of your parents killing your parents or something <laughs> yeah so i'm just like oh i hope i don't get google searched anytime soon well, uh, um but uh Anyway, Jacob's parents are dead. <laughs> exactly. Then they're gonna be like, "Why were you looking up patricide?" And I'm like, I, I, "It was Ernest." <laughs> because because a, a guy with dead parents googled patricide. It's like, as soon as you get dead parents, they like they they start, All right, start if, looking. At if you, you ever googles patricide, we gotta go talk to that <laughs> That's guy. That's when we're talking to him. <laughs> Oh, Ernest goes to camp, huh? Okay, well, I'll watch yeah. it just to just to make sure you're telling the truth. What's it streaming on? Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. It's fucking on nothing. I it's, forgot. It's on nothing. You have to come over and watch the DVD of uh, Ernest Goes to Camp with yeah, me that I've had for years. The investigators, come, they're like, can I, just, can I just borrow it? And you're like, no, that fucking DVD is not leaving my site. It's worth like 60 bucks. <laughs> so, yeah, so for 60 bucks. It's not it. streaming anywhere, asshole. <laughs> yeah, we think you're just going to take off with it. Yeah, this it's is... in perfect shape. Oh, you want me to burn it for you? Oh, you mean you want me to commit a federal crime for you? Oh, you and you're jerk? here to fucking investigate me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where were we? Where were we? Uh, patricide. Patricide. Oh yeah. So patricide. These fucking bad guys. They're just like, all right. Well, we know there's a ton of patricide under that camp. So they go. They go to the uh, Native American old man, and they're just like, hey, we're gonna offer you five percent. And he's like, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? <laughs> and uh, I yeah. Can't go! <laughs> he's like, he's the most like, he's the most. Uh, once you find out that you know this guy's like? Italian, he's like, hey, how are you? Yeah, hey, 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 hey how, how are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah, the guy. The guy's trying to negotiate with him. He's like, I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna give you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> so they offer him five percent of all the money they make, which is like over a million dollars. It's a lot of money. And uh, it's a tremendous amount of money. It's tremendous. Uh, it's a tremendous offer. For for a million dollars, I wouldn't give you my mom's recipe for sauce. This uh, this Native American man. <laughs> he's, a, he's an Italian man. See. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I get it. Yeah. Uh, this this Italian Native American man is like, uh, I'm not going to sell it to you because how can one own a tree? How can one own a, a deer? How can one own? But this is the man that owns these things telling this guy this. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to sign over the fact that I own this shit because people can't own this shit. <laughs> what? The guy yeah. should have been like, nobody can own this, so you don't own this? I mean, I, I guess I own this now. I mean, like, yeah, what do you do about that? Like, if nobody can own it, then who owns it? Yeah. I guess if nobody owns it, then nobody should be fighting over anything, and nobody's allowed to braze over anything. If nobody in knows fact, it, never you're not allowed it. to build this fucking camp on here, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Who says you own all that shit you had to mow down to fucking build all these buildings? Huh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> who can own it but me? Huh. Because I was originally here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Landlines, man. We were talking about it today. It's just bullshit. It needs to go away. 
<laughs> I mean, I get it, but it causes problems. I like having a house, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so he doesn't want to sell the land. No. The uh, bad guy who is, uh, if anybody's ever seen I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, played by the guy that plays Mr. Big in that movie. So this guy plays a lot of big bad dudes. And, uh, you know, this guy comes up and he he tries to talk to Mr. Old Man Native American one-on-one, but Old Man Native American doesn't have anybody there to translate, and he speaks the old language. And... um, (laughs) <laughs> Which is so offensive when you know he's Italian. <laughs> Continue so to it, say this. What is that language now? Is that Navajo? Hey, it, well, it depends on what tribe he is. Oh, you're right. You're right. So that's crazy. There's so many languages. You know, that always bothered me. I'm like... That always bothered if, uh, me. No, no. It goes back far. <laughs> Just learn English. No, let, me, let me finish my sentence. Let me, let me finish. Read the manuals. Read the manuals, Read the manuals. Read the manuals. Um, <laughs> um, it always bothered me. Like people are like, Adam and Eve were the first people. God created Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were the first people. And a snake talked to Eve and convinced her of some shit. Yeah. What language were they speaking? Well, this is what you always fuck up with. <laughs> Andrew has to think real hard when about there this is one. A, within religion, uh, God made them able to understand each other. That doesn't make any sense. It does, actually. Like, if. Like, it's used as a. I'm not saying it's not used as a. I mean, if snakes are talking, I guess magic does make sense. That's what I'm telling you. Like, But. Like, where'd the magic go? What do you mean, where'd it go? I hadn't heard no snakes talk. We don't need that shit anymore. We got languages. Oh. So before there were languages, there were languages. Before there were languages, if you needed to know some shit, you knew some shit. You just telepathically heard it, so the alien shit's real? And that's something we lost over the years? That's, where does that go to the alien shit? <laughs> this, is just, this is just how they can explain. I'm not, I don't believe it. It's just how they... <laughs> how do they do it? It's just how they can explain it. What language it. were they speaking? And, they're talking... There is straight up the dialogue country. in the Bible. Straight up scripted dialogue that Adam and Eve are talking to God and the snake is talking to Eve and telling her shit. Mm-hmm. What language were they speaking? So you're asking that question, right? But you're not... <laughs> but you're not asking how he made the heavens and the earth in six days. Let's bring this back around to Ernest Goes to Camp. Somehow. But you're like, well, what the languages, man? Yeah. Okay, you said okay, it. So basically you said what we're that, saying is... How do we get like, from them to MacBooks, man? <laughs> so, so now what you're saying is, hey, man, how am I supposed to explain addition to you when you don't even understand quantum physics? <laughs> well, it's just like... It's just like... Like, like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I explain the Pythagorean theorem to you, and you're Whoa. like, and you're like, hey man, so What's, what are those? Big how words is you two just plus mean? two? <laughs> That's the question you're asking right now. You're not asking about the the actual like crazy shit that had to have happened. It's like, how do they know what each other's saying, man? Right. It's like they created something out of nothing, and you're asking like, who did? Uh, read the manuals. Read anyway, the manuals. <laughs> uh, so. That old guy's getting nowhere not knowing the language that this man is speaking. And uh, Ernest just happens to show up. And he's speaking... Uh, he speaks English he and does sign English language. He speaks English and does sign language. So apparently, they're like, this Navajo dude, like, he doesn't... He's, he's not necessarily... Oh, he's not Navajo. Navajo. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the, the Native American dude... Uh, yeah. 
he speaks his language, but he also speaks sign language. Maybe yeah. sign language was how Adam and Eve communicated. It could have been. It could've was been. fucking. God goes, oh shit! I need them to understand each other. A couple of uh, Alakazam. <laughs> oh, but everybody else, they're going to have to teach it to everybody else, though. I can't Alakazam everybody. Yeah, because char- char- there's character building in that shit. <laughs> it's a story, Jacob. It's a way to connect to each other. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. fucking. Uh, and so he yelled Martha and <laughs> completely disarmed <laughs> a livid Superman. He's over there. Yeah, and there's a stupid picture of him in the corner of this room. <laughs> Another one on the left side. There's more Batman. Batman to the right of us. Batman (laughs) to the left of us. Um, So, anyway. uh, Ernest comes in and he's like, wait, you speak this guy's language? Uh, I'm from the... like local uh, earth and water community and uh, I need him to sign this paper that's going to be beneficial to him. And Ernest is just like, oh, no problem. Let me just tell him about that. uh, That was going to be good. He signs. He signs the land over. Which at this point, Ernest is a buffoon. Mm-hmm. The old man signed the fucking paper. He knew not to. Mm-hmm. This land belongs to this company. This land is your land. <laughs> this, land this land is, is my, my land. land. What was the company? Who can really like? own a company? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Who who owns a tree? <laughs> who owns a building? Why should it be owned? Yeah. Um, but anyway. So now this this company comes in. You know, they don't waste no time. They come in. They set up shop. They're about to tear down this camp. Ernest gets together with these hooligan children and basically a couple of the yuppie children and creates a terrorist attack. A major, like a a problem (laughs) terrorist attack. This would be... This would be huge news if this happened. Yeah. This would be huge. A counselor led a, 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 a giant group of kids to just blow a bunch of shit up where people were working. People could have died yeah. during this scene, like big time. Like they are they are hurling explosives. Like genuine maimings. Like yeah. there, there could have been people crawling out of fires just completely engulfed in flames and screaming like... Because Ernest didn't want Lake, I mean, camp, like a kick a key to, <laughs> to, to, like, Ernest is, that's a, it's a really weird turn for this movie, because Ernest is always, uh. like, the nice guy, he's almost a pacifist, he'll fight for his friends, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But, like, this is a level of, like, murder and mayhem <laughs> that just, is just unbecoming for the man. I couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, and I remember being a kid, and I was completely rooting for Ernest. But now I'm an adult, and I saw those guys sitting in their tent eating lunch and then getting napalm thrown at them, and it kind of made me feel differently. <laughs> like these I was guys like, are just looking for like these guys are just trying to get paid. They're just there to earn money. When I was a kid, they were all fucking evil. Yeah. But now I watch this, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Listen, I hate, I, like, I hate, I hate like that type of capitalism. Corporation, yeah, yeah, fuck that shit. I hate him as much as the next guy, but there's a lot of things that could have made this an avoidable situation. <laughs> the, 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 the Italian American, Native American guy had had horrible uh, uh, counsel. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear, the, I hear the, uh, the, the, the tribes have wonderful counsel normally. 
<laughs> this guy's got horrible counsel. And he was all alone. There was no tribe. Yeah. It was just him and his and granddaughter. And his, grand, his Latina granddaughter. <laughs> and then, so, and then Ernest, the kids suck, like all of them. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, I didn't tell you. I, I was going to, I saved this for oh, the Oh, yeah. So there is a, I got to, I got to look up. Yeah. I got to make the sure the kid's name is his name is Too Cool. Too Cool. Uh, He's a character. He's one of the bad kids. Was yeah, he the Latino bad kid? Butch Too Cool Vargas. He is a. Uh, he yeah. He's a Latino uh, bad kid. He's got. He's always wearing sunglasses. Mm-hmm. He's got slick back hair. Um, he played a beloved character in uh, comedy history. What? Yes, that man was. Uh, he was in uh, Next Friday. <gasps> he was Joker. Joker. No That's Joker in Next Friday. Fucking bend the wire, bend the wire. Dude. I was locked up. No more locked doors. Oh my god. That was Joker. That's pretty great. Yeah, so like one of the kids I looked him up, he was he was Dwayne in Full House. Wow. And he that was uh, Kimmy Gibbler's boyfriend like he, if anybody's watching watches Full House yeah. or listening watches Full House, uh, he he was the one that always goes whatever. That was his, that was his catchphrase. Was he one of the like bad kids, or was he one of the counselors? Uh, he was one of the. He was the bad kid that looked like Timothy McVeigh. There was a bad kid that looked a lot yeah. like Timothy kid McVeigh. Like, kid that looked like Timothy McVeigh creating explosives in this movie. Yeah, I mean, was, come on. It was very odd. It was in '87, so that I think. Uh, Oklahoma City was quite a bit after this, so it was... I mean, come on, Timothy McVeigh. Look, you're making Ernest go to camp look bad. Well, they say that Simpsons, like, predict a lot of things. Yeah, Ernest know, goes dude, to listen, camp. Man, I, I feel like... Timothy McVeigh. You know, they've always said, like, you know, like, a lot of the more uh, avant-garde musicians, when people are like, where do you get your songs, man? They're like, I don't know. I just feel like they're floating around, and I just grab on to them. That's true. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, like, I think movie ideas are the same. Ideas are the same as people get the same idea. You grab onto it, and some people act on it, and some people don't. And both Timothy McVeigh and this kid that looked like Timothy McVeigh blew some fuckers up. Yeah, yeah, and they were, like, for varying bullshit differences. I mean, reasons. <laughs> like. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's like... I, I right, those people, the old man signed the contract. These people had a right to be there, and uh, and the funniest thing is, so uh, let's, let's we'll just talk about the ending. Ernest and his buddies create this massive assault on these guys. They finally turn around. Everybody turns tail and runs away. But there's this very tough construction worker, and he gets in a bulldozer. Mm-hmm. And he just starts ripping the camp down, man. He's chasing the chefs around. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's awful. And uh, throughout the film, there has been this rogue. Ernest was riding this. Uh, uh, it's kind of like a golf cart, but it's bigger uh, around the, the campus. And it got away from him. And it just throughout the movie, you'll see this thing like just driving around by itself through the background. When. Uh, when the bulldozer's doing its thing, the uh, cart comes up and stops right next to the kids. And the kids are like, hey! And they put every explosive they have on it. They're like, do we have anything else? Ernest brings a big tub of Exeronius. 
He's like, this is it, super explosive. <laughs> Burn. Yeah, so the shit, that he, the shit that the guys made is just super explosive. Yeah, I guess. And then they send this cart into the bulldozer yeah. and blow him up. And then Mr. Big shows up. Completely engulfing the... the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have killed him. like horrible. But once again, it doesn't kill him. He gets out and then Ernest punches he just, him. He's just got ashes. Yeah, he's just oh. got a black face. And... uh Anyway, it's very cartoony, but also very... Man, seriously, violent. I watched this when I was six years old. I honestly think this was a kindergarten field trip. I really want to feel like it was. Because we, we went to the movies multiple times in kindergarten. I remember that. Really? Cause, yeah, because the theater was right down the street. So <laughs> they were just like, I'll just take the kids to the fucking movies. <laughs> you know? And uh, we, I remember seeing this probably as as a kindergarten field trip and a couple other movies jungle book was one of them too anyway uh where was i oh yeah mr big comes up okay at the beginning of the movie there is a group of native americans like in the long long ago and uh they have a native american dude like he's he's strapped to like a a target <laughs> and they throw a knife and they throw a, a was a knife a hatchet and an arrow I think it is and Something they're like you know if he is full of courage these things will not hit him and uh, they bring it up again in the middle of the movie to make sure you remember and then at the end Mr. Big shows up after all you know everybody's been defeated but Mr. Big Mr. Big shows up with a fucking rifle this shit gets dark like like up with a rifle and a scope he shows down. He shows up to murder Ernest P. Worrell. That's Ernest. what he does. And 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 you know, hey, at this point he is shooting, The cops would have He, he the, is shooting somebody that is on his property creating havoc. Well at this point the cops would, yeah. The cops would be able to shoot him legally at this point. And uh yeah, the guy might be able to to uh, like get away with the whole stand your ground thing or well, whatever. Well, this fucking guy is. Just, yeah, he tried to murder everybody. Yeah, he's Ernest is on a rampage. He's just, the only reason like, he hasn't killed anybody is because he's he's inept. It's like Grand Theft Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's got five stars at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, Mister Big shows up. And shoots at Ernest three times, and you know it's it's staggered. First time you hear the voiceover of the of the Latino Native American lady being like, "If he is true of spirit, the blade will yeah, not touch so him." Fucking terrible! And, you know, and, and, and like Ernest, like is getting shot at, but completely getting missed. And this dude has a scope, and he's twenty feet away from him, and he gets closer with every shot. And after the third shot, Ernest gets pretty cocky and he just sticks his finger in his barrel. Yeah. And the guy is so freaked out by that, he just throws the gun down in disgust. It, ke- it completely disarms the man. You, all you got to do is put your finger in the guy's barrel. And he got so uncomfortable. Like, he, he was, was just like, like oh. yeah, I need to be away from this yeah, he, situation. He looked grossed out by the gun. He, he almost <laughs> made the sound that Ernest made when the fucking Coke machine landed on him. <laughs> you just reminded me that there is a bit of a weird scene in this. Uh, and, and you reminded me of the turtles. Uh, 
Ernest has a turtle <laughs> named Pokey, I think was his name. <laughs> and Ernest is talking to a turtle. His turtle bites him on the nose. Yeah. And it, it won't let go. And he's he like, said, he's like, you said you'd never do this again. Yeah, what does he say right before that? He says, you mad something. Hold on, I wrote it down. He's like, <laughs> hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed I didn't have this ready. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, damn! How far into this movie is this shit? You made a lot of notes. I I I, I write a lot of the bits down, but then this happens. Yeah. Now we're just pausing the show. Keep so talking. Can... I'll find it. Anyway, so <laughs> Ernest, fuck. Ernest Turtle bites him on the nose, and the the group of bad kids comes in. Uh, they were gonna come talk to him anyway. And uh, they see the turtle on his nose, and Ernest is just like, you have to sing him to sleep. Well, but that's the thing. They're like, I don't remember exactly what the clip is, but they say something like, we can jerk that sucker off right now. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Horrible. And it's like they, a they, group they, of. One of the kids says something super unfortunate. Yeah, it's just, ooh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, you know, coming out of a teenage boy's mouth talking about an adult. It's no good. Uh, but. Anyway, they sing happy together to the turtle to put it to sleep. Yeah. When I was a kid, I already knew that song. So, like, of course, I'm like, oh, they're singing that song. I know. And, uh, but it turns out, I thought in the middle of this movie, I was like, wait a minute. Happy Together was by the turtles. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, so, so they sing happy together to the turtle to put him to sleep. But then there's a scene later in, during the war sequence where they send a bunch of turtles into war like with parachutes and shit and they're playing like an instrumental version of Happy Together over that by the turtles <laughs> when the turtle bites him on the nose he goes oh, you heartless beast <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said you'd say you know, you wouldn't right. do it sorry Fuck no, that's cool. Yeah, that, they just like sprinkled that song all over this movie because there's a turtle theme in this movie. I guess it's really funny. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They were like, I guess whoever read the script and was like the sound supervisor was like, wait a minute, we can do a connection here. I can get the rights to Happy Together. We got enough money. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Turtles. I know one of the monkeys. I know a guy. Yeah, and they <laughs> own it now. Uh, but yeah, so. At the end of the movie, the funniest thing is, is like they run off all the bad guys. Next thing you know, Ernest is fixing the sign again, like he is in the beginning of the movie, right before he fell on his fucking <laughs> fell on his back. Uh, on his stupid Ernest back. The uh, Native American woman doctor comes up and she's like, "Ernest, great news! The bad guys' attorneys said that they totally tricked the old man into signing that contract. We're free and clear. No corporation attorney would ever admit that they tricked a person into signing a contract. Like, this this is the adult world, guys. This is not how this works. An attorney would fucking die on that cross. Well, especially, <laughs> especially if they're... They, they gave in to the terrorists who tried to murder their employees. Like, I mean, yes, the old man made that dude sign some stuff under some bogus uh, circumstances. Sure. But the old man... Dude, old dumb people sign shit all the time. Well, and I... And, and it is held 
contemptible in court. I feel like they lost all of that when they fucking blew up the bulldozer. Exactly. And drove the drove the drove the car bomb into the into the, yeah. into the construction site like you can't then be like, "Oh, they were really unfair in their negotiation tactics, man." <laughs> yeah. So, sorry about so the So we're allowed to just murder them. Sorry about the maiming. So yeah, that's the problem with this movie. First 45 minutes is just simple earnest gags blended with some kids getting to know each other at camp. The second half of this movie is some bullshit politics. <laughs> we, we didn't we didn't put a we wouldn't didn't put a bow on that uh poker turn the poker game so Oh. The lantern thing happens and he he lights the fucking lantern and it, 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 no that, that one he pick, yeah he picks up the lantern and he like he, like, he like takes stumbles it to the poker there. tournament. Yeah. He walks in the poker game, and as he's walking away from the poker game, he's like, uh, he's talking like he's walking into the poker game, and he's all cocky about like, oh, I'm gonna, fuck. oh yeah, he's like, I'm gonna fuck you guys up at poker, man. You guys are all fucking stupid little kids. I'm gonna take every dime. I you am Ernest P. World, the <laughs> poker champion of the world. Yeah, and so like he's he, he's really talking a big game in this poker game. And he walk, he's walking away. And he's talking to. By the way, there's a one of the kids is is, a, is supposed to be a smart kid. They call him like the Einstein of the yeah, group. Yeah. Is that the only fat smart kid in in a movie? <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but he's definitely the fat smart kid. There's very like, well, yeah. fat smart kids are very rare in those. Mo- in, the, yeah. in the 1980s and 90s, fat kids usually the fat kid only cared about the food. We and, went over this in heavyweights. Yeah. Fat kids for, couldn't do shit in any movies. I don't know Buzz from Home Alone. He was an asshole. He was an asshole. You're was right. Was he smart? I don't think he was. He was a dumb no, asshole. Yeah, he was a dumb ass. You're right. And they they either like suck at sports and they're pussies, or they're like. They're stupid. They're always stupid. They're always stupid. They're, or they, but this they, one wasn't. This guy was a smart... Just a, They're all assholes, but he was kind of smart. He was a smart ass. And uh, he... So, like, I, I think this, is, this, was, this movie really was a pioneer. It was. Uh, yeah, because they're... <sighs> oh, oh, excuse me, guys. It's like two in the morning. Oh, so, uh, hold on. So, Ernest <laughs> is walking away and he goes, So, uh... <laughs> I think if I give you like thirty dollars a week for like fourteen years, I can pay off <laughs> and get it paid off. Yeah. And we did the math on that and thirteen dollars Somehow he became in debt to this kid. For uh, twenty one thousand eight hundred and forty dollars <laughs> Ernest owes the kid. That's hilarious. And I don't even think they were gambling real money at first. Like so. They that's, took that son of a bitch for all he had. That's fucking hilarious. Ernest is just, he's a foil, man. He's a hes a foil for, you know, everybody else's, you know. And we saw that in Ernest Goes to Jail, too. But I don't know, man. Like, this, in this movie especially, Ernest is a fucking, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a doormat. Everybody walks all over him. Nobody gives a shit about him. <laughs> and, yeah. And, you know, think- even when they make him a counselor, it's like a, they have to like they don't have enough men and they're like i know a guy that wants to be a counselor it's like being a teacher nowadays right <laughs> they're just begging you don't even have to get the credentials what was his he had one qualification for counselor and i can't remember what it was his leadership <laughs> shit 
dude. I don't know. I don't know. Watch the movie. I actually watch Heavyweights. Yeah, I was about to say this reminded me of Heavyweights a lot. There's a lot of the same tropes in Heavyweights. Heavyweights is a very it's a very similar movie, but there's a ba- major difference. The kids in Heavyweights are a lot more likable than the kids in this That's movie. True. The kids in this movie suck. Like even even with what they're trying to do, I get they're supposed to be like troubled kids, like except for Moose. Except for Moose, Moose but is Moose great. is Moose is supposed to be troubled himself, but he's a reformed troubled. He's kid. a good kid, and uh, he actually, when people are giving her his shit, like he jumps in and tries to help fight and stuff, and all the, uh, like everybody all else just stands by and laughs or whatever. The best kid any of these kids, the best thing any of these kids did was be Joker in fucking. And <laughs> next, next Friday. Friday, good job, kid. Yeah, nice. About job. time you pulled something off the after Ernest goes, Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes to camp is that you were Joker in next Friday. So uh, uh, yeah. So the kids sucked. The the non like the the main counselor in heavyweights is bet and Paul Fag. It's better than any fucking oh, yeah. earnest I mean, you counselor. Got, you got ben Stiller. The foil, Ben Stiller, is better than the foil in this movie, the antagonist. Yeah. Uh, the rival camper bullies are funnier in yeah. heavyweights than in this. Like in heavyweights, they're in, they get in the boat and they drive by and they just go, you stink, you stink, you stink, you stink, you stink. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. Heavyweights is a superior, is a superior movie to Ernest Goes to Camp. Yeah, but this movie had some gags. Oh, know? dude, like I said, first 45 minutes, we laughed a lot. Dude, the, him getting hit in the face with a tray, that shit <laughs> fucking, that killed me. There were multiple moments where we had to rewind it and watch it again. Uh, the match, the, the, match <laughs> the tray... Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Oh, uh, when he, uh, he's teaching them how to sharpen a knife, and he's got the... <laughs> he, he's like, first you gotta lick the stone, and he licks the stone for some reason, and yeah. like, it obviously like, like, really he, bothers him. He, like, turned the knife at a 45-degree angle, and he cut right into the meat of the hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, uh, that, 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 I told you that reminded me of something. So, Ernest, there's a couple... There's that time where he's like... Yeah, he's like you cut down at a 45 degree angle and right into the meat of the hay. Dying. He did that with the fire ants, too. He was like right. talking about something he was doing. He's like, and then you lean right back into the fire ants. However, he said it. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But, a whole uh, mess of fire ants. I had a buddy who, who bought a uh, he bought a new stereo for his car, and I had never done anything like that before, but he asked me to do it. So, like, I, I like connected in the back. And he had this like frame for it that I had to put it in and then put it all in. And I was like, right. I was like, dude, it's it's easy, man. So what I have to do now is I put this here and then I put all this over here and then and I broke it. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I broke, I broke it. I broke the shit out of it. It's it's, it's not what it used to be anymore. And we had to like he had it like rigged and taped for the rest of the, the time that he had that car. I've been it's, there. It's, but that's that. Just the fucking <laughs> right in the meat of your hand, and then he goes, he's he's in pain, and he goes, he goes, is that a rabbit? Yeah. That's the second time he says, is that a rabbit? The way that Ernest distracts people when he's embarrassed himself is he goes, is that a rabbit over there? And they look, and then he, he deals whatever. It, what was the first one? The first one he no, couldn't first talk. One, he had something in his mouth. When, or no, it was when the Terry tried to get him to try the eggs erroneous. Yeah. 
Eddie, Eddie, like Terry distracts him. Eddie holds his mouth open. Terry airplanes the food into his mouth with that fart sound he makes with his. <laughs> fart sound. I forgot about. It. So he does this fart That's sound. Something. Listen in the in the Ernest, uh, the Hey Burn, it's Ernest TV show. Yeah. Terry has like full on clips where he's showing people how to make that fart sound. He's like, "All right, now what you do is you put your hand right here and you go." <laughs> and, uh, and so he's making the fart sound yeah. and, uh, like an airplane in Ernest's mouth <laughs> and he puts it in Ernest's mouth and Ernest like can't stand it you can tell and then he goes hey guys is that a rabbit over there yeah. <laughs> and it has a subtitle at the yeah, bottom it's the only part of the movie with a subtitle he goes is that a rabbit over there <laughs> <laughs> and then look away and he bails. And he bails and he goes and throws up. Oh, uh, man. Oh, God. This see, is, see, that is. shit right there makes the movie recommendable. <laughs> Ernest himself is a, is a fucking gem. And I almost want to watch the after the theater. I can't talk, I'm drunk. After the theater Ernest movies. I've literally only seen the fourth theatrical Ernest movies and I didn't watch any of the other ones. And I kind of feel like there could be some good gags there. There is an Ernest Goes to Africa, Andrew. Yeah. I, I mean, there's an Ernest Goes to School. There's I want to see Slam Dunk Ernest. Slam Dunk Maybe, Ernest. It's got Kareem Abdul Jabbar in it. There's one called Ernest Rides Again that's like about a, like some kind of like. Jewel heist or something like that. Anyway, they, they ran that shit into the ground. Yeah, they sure did. They made money all the way, so good for them. Uh, Ernest, we we mentioned it the the other episode, but uh, Jim Varney went on to play you know some other characters in movies. He played uh he played Jeb in the Beverly Hillbillies movie, mm-hmm. and he was great. Like that that movie's like. Those back in the '90s, they were like, "Let's take shows from the '60s and make them movies." And they did the Brady Bunch, and they did the Beverly Hillbillies, and other stuff like that. But and it was good, you know. Jim Varney fucking nailed it. He's he's a fucking very talented person, and I really appreciate him. Well, I said during uh, did, was the podcast? Yeah, the podcast was on when I said it's it during this time that we've been sitting here talking about it that he's. Joe Dirt and fucking Joe Dirt and Urkel and Urkel, both things that came after Ernest. Yeah, it's not like they they yeah. d- decided it is. He uh, he's the best of both of them, before them. But they just like they just. I don't think there's a good way to write a good Ernest movie. Uh, I feel like you haven't seen see them. That's the thing, and I'll say that. Like, if you watched Ernest Saves Christmas and Ernest Scared Stupid, I'd be like, you still haven't seen the best. <laughs> but you have seen everything. It will I mean, just like, be chasing that dragon forever. Yeah, it's chasing the dragon. The, the, but you know what, though? Reservoir Dogs with Ernest w- in it. I will say by the by the point of, like, Scared Stupid, that was the fourth one. Uh, they really had a lot of shit down. And that, that movie's... Uh, after watching this one, that movie has more jokes per minute. Then you know, and even Ernest goes to jail. That's a very simple plot, very simple. And they gave Ernest like all the jokes. Also, Ernest got to do his impressions. That was something that was on the show too, with like the old lady and stuff like that. 
and they added that into the movies later. Yeah. But like this movie didn't have any Vern. This movie didn't have any uh, impressions. This movie is just Ernest at camp. I can see why anybody that watched this back in the day might think it's the best one, but I disagree. Uh, Ernest Goes to Camp is a it's it's just fine. It's a fun '80s camp movie, and Ernest will literally make you crack up like halfway through the movie. Um, but after that, you're gonna see some weird shit where Ernest tries to murder a bunch of fucking people <laughs> and uh, and gets away with it, and uh, you know just is the janitor again at the end of the movie. Uh, Ernest Goes to Camp. Andrew, would you recommend this movie? Uh. Yeah, I mean, I most most people I think would find. I, I wouldn't recommend this movie to like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, you'd never be like, "Hey, girl that came home with me after a date, I'm gonna show you a movie." Uh, she's like, "What kind of movies do you like?" I'm like, "Have you seen Ernest?" Ernest goes to camp. There's a part where he gets hit in the face with a. With a TV tray. <laughs> no, but, yeah, man, no, but like. My go, my go goofy friends, I I would uh, I I would say if they haven't seen any Ernest movies, there's specific ones of them that I'd be like, yeah, let's watch an Ernest movie. But like, it's funny when we say, have you ever? Would would you recommend this movie to somebody? It's like uh, a lot of the movies that we have that good discussion on. I'm the only one who hasn't seen it, so like. <laughs> I've got nobody to recommend that movie to. Uh, yeah, none of your friends will be like, Ernest goes to what? Ernest <laughs> you know, goes to like, what? <laughs> Ernest who? What? The Watsons? Yeah, so I, I'm glad Refund Theater exists just to maybe be able to be there for the people that, like like me, that watched this as a kid. And, you know, if I saw this episode pop up on a podcast, I'd be like, yeah, how does that hold up? Uh, Ernest Goes to Camp holds up in a strange way because I've actually watched a lot of camp movies lately from the 80s and I wouldn't say it holds up as a camp movie it just kind of holds up as an Ernest movie Ernest is kind of timeless and I miss him <laughs> you know what I'm saying there's one thing about physical comedy like I've always, yeah. I've always talked about like when you if you're going to send one person to the aliens I wouldn't send like uh, Mitch Hedberg I would send like steve Oh like, really? Uh, or like uh, Jim Carrey, or like uh, I feel like physical comedy, though it's like a, a lot of times for for certain people to crutch, or it's seen as a crutch at least uh, for hipsters for the most part. But um, I think it's the most universal type of comedy. It doesn't rely on language. It's oh, like man, you don't really see so much of that these days, and that's why I, I I miss looking at shit like this. Like comedy these days isn't stuff like this. No, like, it's you people get, being awkward and yeah, ironic. Like Seth Rogen comedy these days, you know. But back then, it was goofy as fuck and slapsticky. I just, I, I wish more people were allowed to be this type of comedy. Yeah, know? like do this type of comedy. Like Kevin James, Kevin James. Like <laughs> I, 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 I didn't watch very many Kevin James movies. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I never saw Paul Blart Mall Cop. Listen but, here. I saw Paul Blart Mall Cop 1 and 2 and I'm going to put it on record right now I fucking loved both of those movies because it's slapstick bullshit and I I need to escape from the real world sometimes I enjoy 
like you know, I was telling you earlier, like Ben and Dusty give me shit because I laugh at Adam Sandler fart jokes, but like if there is like a connoisseur of fart jokes, it's Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in Jack and Jill where Jill has diarrhea and Jack is on the other side of the door having a conversation with her while she's pooping on the other side. And it kills me. I fucking die laughing when I see that shit. And Ben, it drives Ben crazy. I had to sit there with him while watching it and I was trying to control myself and I fucking couldn't. He's like making fun of me on the spot. He's like, you can't control yourself, can you? Like, this is really funny to you, isn't it? (laughs) I'm just like, yes, yes it is. That's the thing. I've I've been the comedy gatekeeper before, man. I I don't want to do that shit. Like, (laughs) I I I, fucking laugh at what you want to laugh at. Like, yeah, a a lot of people. A lot of people love fucking Bill Engvall. I I probably mentioned him on the podcast before because he's the first guy I think of when I think shitty comedian. You know what I mean? But a lot of people love that guy, and he seems like a decent enough dude. Like he probably votes for somebody who I'm not into. Maybe, but. Uh, Read the manuals. Like everybody but Ron White on that fucking blue collar comedy shit <laughs> is like fine. <laughs> like I, it used to be like oh yeah you like fucking Jeff Dunham. <laughs> I bet you don't know who Doug Stanhope is and you fucking you know yeah, all these guys. You know, all that like, fucking hipster shit going I f- on. I fucking like I'm sick of that shit. I, I, I grew up on Red Skelton. Yeah. And pretending to be a pigeon on stage and 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 uh, crossing his eyes and messing his hair up and fucking the Three Stooges poking each other in the eyes and shit. <laughs> like let's let's not pretend that the Three Stooges is good and fucking physical comedy now sucks. You know. Yeah, dude, and I'll 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 die on that cross. I think Adam Sandler's hilarious. I don't care what he does. I except for Uncut Gems, I don't think that was hilarious. But I didn't uh, see that movie. Uh, overrated, if you ask me. I That's the thing. Like Adam Sandler serious movies, it seems like when Adam Sandler wants to do a serious movie, he makes sure he gets the most seriousest movie he can get. Uh, Punch Drunk Love and then this one Uncut Gems it's just like there is no like it's it's like I'm gonna make sure there's no humor in what I'm doing in this movie and I think that's where it falls short cause like it's it's trying too hard to not be Adam Sandler and uh did you ever see uh, Rain Over Me? I did same thing yeah I, I, I appreciated that, I that, that movie, movie yeah. I appreciated that movie but I'm like you know what? And that's that's even me typecasting Adam Sandler. And I want to say that if it wasn't Adam Sandler, it might have been a better movie in the in that role. Um, but I expect a certain thing from Adam Sandler, and I understand that. And I, I, I guess I would expect a certain thing from Jim Varney, if you yeah. know what I mean. That would be nice. If you know what I mean, Vern. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I expect my monkeys to dance I guess (laughs) you know but no I mean like but it seems like Sandler always takes the extreme opposite roles if he's trying to do something serious I will say Spanglish was uh, pretty tolerable for me I like that movie I walked out of that movie in the theater that's funny that's that's the one I enjoyed that's the serious Sandler I enjoyed 
It's, a, it's, it's stupid. It's an ex, it's an Escalade commercial, the whole fucking movie. <laughs> well, most of them. I'm just kidding. I, 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 mean, I, I, I don't like, know if it's a stupid movie. I was, I, was, I was a teenager, but it is an Escalade commercial. I, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't see the Escalade commercial. So. Dude, it's fucking... There's so uh, many zoom-ins on the Cadillac. Oh, I get you, dude. But front. you know what? That's how they fund these shits sometimes, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Adam Sandler, dude. And you know what? That's another thing. In the 80s... I mean, yeah, we saw a lot of Coke logos in this movie. Yeah. But that was something you'd see in real life anyway. Um, I, I I don't feel like... Like, product placement became more of a thing <laughs> over the years. Uh, Spider-Man... We did The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and that was a Sony picture. Excuse me. And uh, they literally threw any Sony advertisement they could throw into that movie. And... You're just like, yeah. God, guys, stop sucking your own dick, seriously. Dude, The Simpsons is so powerful in my mind that every, when I hear Sony, I always think of Sorny <laughs> when they, they, they have to replace the TV. So there was Sorny and Magnet Box instead of Magnet <laughs> Every time. Well, right on, man. Real, real quick, let's... Uh, Go ahead. I've been at your house since Saturday. This is Wednesday or Thursday morning. Oh, yeah. We can talk about the movies we've watched. We've watched uh, a lot so, of movies. Andrew hasn't seen a lot of movies. So this time, he visits once a year. So this time, I was like, and we were like, you know, let's show him some real shit that he hasn't seen uh, that that I love. I've been kind of selfish. I'm like, look at all this shit I love. Yeah. Uh, you watched Brain Scan? Brain Scan. Quick review of Brain Scan. It's cool. It was, uh, I, 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 I mean, it, it kept in th- a lot of like recurring themes in that era, like uh, video games and teenage angst and uh, voyeurism and sixteen-year-old uh, titties and uh, <laughs> the uh, Howie Mandel from Little Monsters, who's also in. That's funny. Howie Mandel from Little Monsters is in uh, is in Brain Scan, and what's the other movie we watched with him in it? God, what's the other movie you watched? Was, was it, it Return of the Living Dead? Was he in it? Uh, I don't remember that. There, movie it, there were three. Okay, what all have we watched? We watched Brain Scan. We watched. Uh, oh, it, he was Chop Chop in uh, Chop Top in Texas. Okay, in Texas. Andrew then was like, I want to watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so I showed you that. What'd you think of that? That was cool. That was uh, uh, I, I I like I, when I was telling Jacob about it. It was like I like that Leatherface is like I love horror movies like masked even masked guy horror movies where it's a human being like mm-hmm. he runs funny he's kind of heavy set mm-hmm. like he's he's like a he's like a like a slow man but like uh, I I like when my horror guys aren't like teleporting and walking slow and being weird and shit right. like I like it when it's just a dude in a mask you know what I mean right right uh, Scream did that well sometimes yeah. where it, it's you know, when, when they're like dancing around the shit and all that stuff oh, that might be scary uh, movie I get them mixed up I do get them mixed up too but actually scary movie was making fun of the fact that like the Scream killer got beat up a lot like, well, yeah, he, I like he, shit like he, that. He, like, tripped over shit and, you know, like... Yeah, see, I like stuff uh, like that. Yeah. But, yeah. I, but, yeah, like, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre had, like, a realistic angle to you. Yeah, and I like that. And, uh, that, I mean, the putting people on hooks is always going to fucking freak me the fuck out. <laughs> and the the kid in the wheelchair... What was Franklin. The, what was the sister's name? Sally. S- Sally. Sally. Come on. Come on. Stop it, man. So, I, yeah, we loved Franklin. You got to push yeah. me through the... 
us be through this. You gotta make me be your burden. You won't hey, go do that. You I want to come understand. with you to the woods I'm in my make, wheelchair. I'm gonna make this very hard. One of us gonna get murdered at least. <laughs> Sally, Sally. He looked like David Berkowitz. Yeah, he did. Uh, so then you watch Text Chainsaw Massacre two. Yeah. Which you thought Chop Top was Howie Mandel from Little Monsters. Uh, uh, Chop Top was Howie Mandel from Little Monsters. And also the hyper And the brain scan guy was Howie Mandel from Little trickster. Monsters. Trickster. Like a hyper trickster, like the brain scan guy was like picking at his head scab yeah. and like they all ate weird, uh <laughs> and like it's it was it's it's the same fucking character. You're you right, guys have seen right. everybody watching this has seen all those movies. You know you know what I'm talking about. Then you watch The Crow. The Crow, yeah. What did you think of The Crow? It was cool. It was like, uh, the, you know, um, this guy, he, he fucking comes back from the dead. He, he's, he's murdered, uh, him and his girl. Yeah. And then he likes to, he, he's kicking ass and taking names over like one night, and he takes little guitar breaks, and uh, <laughs> the guitar shit's still weird for me. Like. Uh. I, it it fucking felt too much like just exploiting the uh, the grunge era. It like, was. It was. It was like you know what they would like. Like if he's he's all you know. We know he's sad. We know he's dead. But, but is he a musician? But, but can he rock? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, he does rock. He's so yeah. sad. He has to play guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that was uh, that was interesting. But uh, yeah, it was cool. Brandon Brandon Lee was good. Uh, the little girl was good. Yeah. Um. It was, it was fun. It was, it was like, uh, it was like the. It felt like the Warriors at certain times. Oh, right. On. Which I love. I, I like the Warriors a lot. I like that. Did we watch anything else? Yeah, I'm sure we did. We watched uh, the first half of Talladega Nights. Uh, <laughs> we watched. Uh, oh, we watched Palm Springs. Uh, yeah, I fell asleep during that one. Hey, it's modern Groundhog Day with uh, with a little yeah. bit of Fifty First Dates kind of and like, uh, there's it's fine. There's some funny parts. Yeah, Dusty and Ben. I mean, Dusty really liked it. Ben was a man. Juice called us haters with a bunch of Z's, <laughs> and it was with a bunch of Z's because we fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, we watched a ton of movies, but yeah, I totally fell asleep. I was I was ready to watch that movie and I fell asleep twice. I'm trying to remember if there's uh, a, I feel like there's another movie we watched. It might have been. Yeah. Either way, it was a fruitful journey. Uh, so, yeah, man. So, uh, next week we got to watch Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. For real, this time. I already watched Blade Runner, and I feel sorry for you. Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be fine. I I was telling... I, I, we talked earlier about, you know, how I got to watch Ernest thinking i'm gonna call this blade runner like are we gonna call blade runner Ernest during this episode no nah, we'll just we'll just go with it I, we, we sure as hell might make a few Ernest jokes is his name blade runner no it's uh is he a blade runner is he it? is a blade runner is that what they're what called, he's called. Blade yeah runner? he's like people that hunt down replicants and replicants are robots that like they're like cyborgs or cyborg clone people Okay, that's yeah. fucking alright. That's, that's, that's stupid. Let's just watch iRobot. <laughs> you already got my review right here if you guys listen what to this. I watched iRobot recently. I fell asleep during that. That um, movie fucking is. It's fine. It was boring as fuck. Anyway. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine as whatever. When they, it's not any. Uh, it ain't no The Crow. It ain't no goddamn. Uh, 
Ernest goes to camp. There ain't no Ernest goes to jail. I'll tell you that. And there ain't no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's three in the morning. We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, actually, I think it's like four in the morning. It's three forty-five a.m. Hey, is that a rabbit over there? <laughs> is that a rabbit over there? We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> Thank yeah. you guys for listening. We're uh, also gonna hear uh, fucking die hard soon fucking die hard okay yeah that's it actually die hard's next then blade runner blade yeah die hard then blade Runner. you've never seen die hard no i've never seen of course i've never seen if we have time i'm gonna make you watch die hard one and three and i'm I'm gonna put it on here right now i made my prediction that everybody argues about whether or not die hard is a christmas movie my my guess is that this movie takes place in christmas it's christmas adjacent (laughs) But it's not a it's a Christmas movie for people who don't want to be like I like that Christmas movie and it's actually a Christmas movie like so people have like a cop out Christmas movie. I love cop out. Bruce Willis is in that too. Yeah, fuck them both. <laughs> right on, guys. Thanks for listening. Fuck John Mc- McCain. Andrew, it's good to have you here. I've <laughs> got like, to watch Ernest Goes to Camp. I like my action stars when they're not captured. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I watched Ernest Goes to Camp. I've I've, I've I've ventured into the earnest world. Are we, we? We I'm down to do more earnest. You you said you guys have done earnest movies before. Yeah, we've done earnest goes to wait. Ernest saves Christmas and earnest gets stupid. Ernest goes to hail. Yeah, um, I'd love to see that. Yeah, that would have happened eventually. <laughs> hey guys, why do you guys have pitchforks? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Anyway, <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. To earnest I'm just goes making to flapjacks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, thank you for listening and thank you, Justin Peel, for yeah, all that shit. Really gotten your money's worth out of this trilogy. Alright. Peace. There's a rabbit over there. There's a rabbit over there. There's a rabbit over there.
I thought I had found someone I could count on till the end What they wanted was a hero All I needed was a friend Gee, I'm glad it's raining I hope the morning sun won't come up soon It keeps raining No one knows My heart broke Right in two I thought I had Found someone I could count on Till the end What they wanted Was a hero All I needed Was a friend It's raining. I'm awfully glad it's raining. 